Time for Rolling. Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Inglis and Krutzloth. It's Time for Rolling We are now joined with two members from Tilt Rehab, aka the old Misfits team. We are joined with uh, Pajama and Allie Peterson. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you so much for having us on the show. It's going good. All right, so why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. Pajama, we'll start with you. Go ahead and give your background, what you do on the team, and uh, just some general information. Yeah, so I first started playing Bangori uh, about three years ago. It's uh, kind of funny how I first joined the game. Um, I'm a big Apple geek. Every single year, once a new iPhone comes out, I'm always the first one to get it. And I remember it was in 2014, uh, note and a presentation that came on uh, talking about the games in the App Store. And that's when I saw Playoff Beard and uh, Tommy Crow. Uh, present Banglory and I thought that at presentation it was just such a cool game and I really wanted to play it and I downloaded an app store and then from the very m- first moment that I um, played the game I just fell in love with it and with putting in months of just playing the game for fun it eventually got to the point where I saw um, SEMC they were opening up the Banglory League BGL and I had a couple friends um, in game that we formed a team we joined challengers and ever since our first tournament um i just really wanted to be in the esports scene for this game just because uh, I'm, I'm i'm competitive at heart and i love the game and uh ever since my very first tournament it's always been about this is uh where i want to be in the scene for this game it's just being in competitions and um i've been on multiple teams so you know i've, I've competed for a little bit with uh, team phoenix back in the day and like you previously, yeah. Um, also, misfits before they left the scene. Is uh, is Vainglory your first MOBA that you played? Van- or so so Vainglory is my first MOBA that I have played. Okay. I do have um some competitive history with Halo and Call of Duty, and I also have some experience with League, just because my roommates they're big like League fans. So it's like every single day there's always a League stream on that I'm watching, but um. In terms of like actually playing a MOBA, Bangalore is my first. Gotcha. All right, how about so you? I guess it, yeah. Um, so I'm uh, Alec Peterson. I'm the support for Till Rehab. Uh, just like PJ, I first found the game on the uh, on the Apple announcement for the iPhone six. Um, I didn't really think much of it. I think that same day I had played my first ever game of League of Legends because my friends had finally <laughs> convinced me to play it. Um, and so then I was like, oh, that's cool. It's like a mobile league. And I was way too overblown by league. I maybe played like five games of league before I started Vainglory. And it was way too much. There was way too many heroes. And Vainglory had like probably like seven or yeah, probably seven or eight heroes when I picked it up. Pretty much right when it uh, 
right when it came out in the app store. So I, th- I count as my first MOBA because I didn't really play league. I just played a couple games. Yeah. Um, and then I was pretty bad for a while. I mean, like I couldn't get out of tier one, which is really <laughs> bad. And then I remember I just first saw the, my first ever like dev stream and I was reading chat before the stream started and everyone was just saying nerf scarf scarf. And I, <laughs> and then I like got to tier four and then, um, and that was really bad for a while. And I, and then yeah, I just kind of slowly kind of got up there and I played with, um, I played under my old name was Pope flames, then Pope Fuego, then poke. And then uh, now Ali Peterson is okay. I play under. Well, uh, Endless and I are still tier five and six. I don't. I mean, yeah, we we can't get out of that realm. So don't worry about that. We don't you grind. Know? We don't grind enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, did you see that you were the the player to watch today? Did you see what they said about you? Um. Yeah, I did. The, the sh- I saw that baller shot caller. <laughs> well, that <laughs> that that wasn't the most representative. Uh, I would say. Uh, yeah, and it's hard to see from just watching who's really making the calls. I think most of it is uh, it's a lot of team stuff. We don't really have a super decisive shot call on our team, which is a kind of a weakness of us right now. But yeah, I'm not really the main shot caller. It's it's a it's a pro and a con in my opinion. Um, obviously, different teams will have um, different ways of working together with our team specifically it's um we all put our trust in one another there's not just one person that we elect to make a certain call whenever one of us see a call that needs to be made and it's a call that we feel like we should just call out we have enough trust in our teammates to just listen to the call that's being made by whoever it is poke definitely or ali definitely does make um some very impressive calls but so do his other teammates i was gonna say so that doesn't get chaotic in the comms if you know people are just kind of yelling (laughs) stuff out like Hey, well, let's go take Black Claw, or you know, like if it doesn't get too heated or anything like that. No, not at all. I think we—it's probably like a lot calmer than it probably should be in our call. Um, we have <laughs> gotcha. we have some like most of, we're pretty quiet. Like Archaic, our jungler, he's like he's really quiet. Um, Maokai, our top laner, like he makes some some calls, but for a lot of the game, he's quiet. I think Esme is probably the most vo- vocal player on our team um, for uh, calling out what what he wants to happen. Gotcha. So that was all five players listed, I believe, right? Oh, am I missing um, one? There's one not a Sino. Sino's a mid laner. Sino, okay. Yeah. yeah. So those are the five kind of starters for the team. I don't know if one of you want to go back and look at 3v3, the team at that point, and then you know how it changed into 5v5 and how all the other members kind of came together. Well, um, so I first joined – the Misfits roster back in, I want to say like October, November of last year. And at that time, the, the player, you know, as our substitute, Ali Peterson as support, Maokai as our jungler, and then Jazzville as our laner. And that was the core roster. But those, but those um, three individuals, those three starters, with was, you know, being the exception, they've been playing together for, um, multiple years how long has it been ali for three years me and jazzville it'd be probably three years probably within this next week or two we've been playing together for three years and then maokai uh two and a half probably almost wow it's a long time yeah it's it's it's, it's a real long time um when i first joined uh the roster and the team i was surprised that 
you know, these people have been playing together for that long of a time just because, you know, the game is going on three, three and a half years. And the fact that they've been right. able to be on the same roster for this long of time, just the amount of synergy that can be formed in, with that with, with that time frame is just um, something you don't get to see a lot, at least in um, my opinion, from uh, the scene, just because rosters have always been something that have changed so so much but um when was your when was your first like real competition with uh Jazzville and Malachi Ali um so well I guess it's been I mean we've been all on a team together because originally I was on a team with me Jazzville and uh, an older player named Stefan VG and I actually got replaced by Malachi um as the support they I was put into a sub and he supported and he played uh and they played during uh uh, summer a couple years ago, challengers and they were like seated second. Uh, went down where they got banned for the remainder of the summer season. Um, but that I guess that was our first competition with like uh, Malachi on our team. Uh, and then we went on me, Jazzville, and Sino. Uh, we wanted to play under Enforcers, which is was in Vispro Winter of 2016 or 2016, where we, like, we, we, did, we had just become a team and we, like, took a game off of Cloud9 that season, which was kind of wild for us. Um, right. But, real, and then, uh, but really, Maokai, like, he went from support to jungle to now lane, so he's just kind of been moving around a lot. So, yeah. So, real quick, before we get to the next one, where is Jazzville at? He hasn't been playing, right? So... It's 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 real unfortunate, and this will um, I guess you can call this the official announcement here. Um, Jazzville is currently no longer on our roster, and that's sort of the reason why this week has uh, been pretty chaotic for us, just because we've um, had to transition into moving our substitute into a starting position. Um, Jazzville right now is having a lot of things that he has to focus on outside of the game. That's uh, not allowing him to compete. Mm-hmm. And it's um, something that we're really saddened to say, but we don't believe that he's going to be able to play for um, for this competitive season. And we hope that he will be able to come back into the future. But as for right now, he's not going to be with us. I got you. So, uh, unless you want to touch on the 5v5 part, or... Mm, you mean the how they developed the 5v5 roster? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you guys answered that. Yeah, we could probably do that. Okay. Um, yeah, so when we were first transitioning into 5v5 from 3v3, we wanted to keep the, 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 same, core, the, the same core players, which was Ali Peterson, Jazzville, and Maokai. And we were going through multiple tryouts with people, really trying to figure out who um, – could synergize the best with our core three. And from there, it was really um, just trying to scrim whichever teams were willing to scrim on 5v5 mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and just being able to see how, how, how we worked together um, w- with those players. And it's kind of a funny story. Um, you know, fr- from, from the very first uh, moment that we had tryouts, Archaic was interested. And from our very first match that we played with Archaic, we were just able to appreciate the mechanical skill level that this player has. And it was something that 
we just knew that we needed on our team. And it was literally from the very first game to th that we that we realized we wanted we wanted archaic to be on our roster. And it was really just coming down to trying to find um, the last player for the team. And we were going through multiple people. Like I, I remember like we we had so many like conversations as a team about who's going to be our bot laner. And then I remember we were in a scrim. Uh, I, I don't remember who it was with. Um, but the person that we had scheduled to fill in was a no show. And very last minute, I, I think it was Archaic and Maokai, maybe Ali Peterson too. And they were like, hey, why don't we just try out Esme? You know, let's not cancel our scrim. Let's just put him in and see how he does. And you, you tell him, Ali, how did that, how well, did that go? So we, we, were, we had recently heard that Weapon Pedal was strong. And we we're like, have you ever played a Weapon <laughs> Pedal? He was like, never. We're like, well, we're putting it on you anyway. We put him on it both games on the scrim. And he ended up like just hard carrying our entire team. Uh, like he just like he was like doing like he'd be pushing bot like just split pushing and we'd see like three of them on him and like oh he's dead we'll do something else and he gets like a triple kill and he was just like he just straight it's super god super good and we're like okay well this is this is really cool this is really cool and it was funny because pajama was like we had talked about trying him out before but pajama was really like nah he's he's never had any competitive experience he's never done this he's never done that we don't we don't want him and like even when we were putting him in for that scrim PJ was just like it's just it's just to hold the scrim down, but <laughs> and then pretty much yeah. from that one series, we were just like, "This is who we want on our team," and, and then it worked out. And and, and, it, and it worked out, and you know that's that's the honest truth of it. Um, that was absolutely my mistake. You know, I didn't uh, appreciate the level that Esme had played at, and it really, um, it it really was like an eye opening experience from the very first moment that we put him into our scrim. And I was able to see firsthand how he played against these top level teams that were coming out of 3v3 and just seeing how he was able to function with our roster. And it was something that I didn't expect um, to like, but all in all, I, I, I still believe um, Esme was, is a great addition to the team. And I'm just happy that we were able to um, find him. And uh, I, I believe the feeling is mutual for him as well, because I know that he, he, he's a competitive person at heart too. And he really, um enjoys competing with our team yeah you want to go here or do you want me to i got you uh so i guess kind of moving on we can go to uh you know what What are some of your guys expectations for the B bpl preseason um i know we're pretty we're already four, well we'll be four weeks in. we just completed our third week here so we're we've kind of got a couple weeks under our belt already what what's your guy how are you guys handling it right now what's your what are you guys looking forward to just let's talk about vpl preseason a little bit take it away pope okay um i think well going into the preseason before we started um we are we were definitely we were looking into it and we said we wanted to be a top three team which if you watch so far is from our record definitely not definitely not true we definitely like our goal and like what we expected was to to go five and two which is not not definitely not ha went as planned so far um um definitely like um an eye opener i think uh most of our team our own arch archaic is the only player on our team that competed in vga or like the highest like level excluding like pajama has but he's he's our coach he's so archaic is the only one that has had that experience um but i think that uh it, it's definitely been an eye opener and uh, it's a really cool experience so far. 
I, I fully expect us, and I uh, hope that we will win our next three games in a row. I think we've had a relatively rough schedule yeah. so far. With, um, uh, and, but I think all, every single one of our games that we've played, um, we've, we've, they, I think they've all been longer games. They've, I think they've been, in my opinion, they've been the most fun games to watch out of most of the VPL games that I've seen. Um, they've all been over 20 minutes, I believe. Uh, I think like the TSM game and maybe this tribe game were, were the most one-sided, but even those, it was like, we, we definitely were either ahead or coming back in the case of the TSM games. And then the slimy Salamander and Nova games are really, really close games. So, um, I, of course, I like to believe that our record doesn't show how good we are, but that's up that's up to to people to perceive. Yeah, we kind of have talked about how there is a few matches where it's just like if maybe a few of the decisions that were made went your way, uh, you guys definitely would have walked away with some victories. So sitting at 0-4 right now is definitely not what you guys wanted, but uh again is it hard because even for crew tonight it's even hard for us to remember like it's preseason you know is it hard for you guys to remind yourself all right it's preseason it's okay that you know we're on four it's not like this is like completely hurting us it's just a good way for us to get some practice in on the highest level i mean as a team and the intercoms outside of the competing how does that conversation go you know most days we're in high spirits we we do realize that this is preseason we realize that we are a good team, even though um, currently we, we're, we're zero and four. But, you know, like Ali was saying, it's not like every single game that we have played thus far in preseason has been just a stomp. We take these games so close to the point where the audience and the viewer, you're just not really sure who's going to be able to win this game, whether it be us or the team that we're versing, just because it's just that even. And, but but, you know, we're, we're humans and like every other team there are days um that that are bad and sometimes we have to rely on our teammates to be able to pick us up when we are put into the slumps over a loss um so so yeah most of our days are good we remain in high spirits we remain confident and you know we realize that it's just about learning from this experience and just trying to improve as a whole but there are days that are harder to manage than others yeah I definitely can understand that and the fact that you want to be in that top three you want to be where your goal was originally coming into preseason it's definitely hard to be like all right well maybe that goal is not gonna be reached let's take a step back and let's figure out what we can do for the rest of preseason so uh, I, I think it's important as a team to understand that yeah and and you know we did want to be that top three team but for right now uh we realized that our our, our goal is going to have to change with um just accepting the fact that there's nothing that we can do to change our um, our losses. It's just about um, looking at the next couple of games that we have and just trying our best to win. Um, like Ali said, we, we we plan to win our next three matches, um, and that's going to be against Hammers, Vision, and Rogue. And we're 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 really confident that we'll be able to mm-hmm. pull through and um, start getting some wins. Yeah, I think you definitely have your uh, tougher part of the schedule out of the way. We'll say that. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So real quick, I just want to know, because this is what I like to uh, ask some of the professional players and the professional teams as a whole before we go on to our next main question, but what did your guys' week look like when it comes into a weekend of preparing, uh, when it comes to like VODs and looking at the team that you're about to play, if it comes to identifying who do they normally play, what should we ban away, what kind of stuff we're going to counter. Is there a lot that goes in each week? I know you uh, are a team that definitely scrims and takes some time during your week to prepare. 
Um, I think this, uh, not including this last week, our, our weeks have been pretty consistent of usually it looks like, like kind of the first couple of days of the week is like looking at what happened in the weekend, um, taking from what we see from other teams, experimenting from what we think we want, and then looking at VOD, seeing what we can fix, and then kind of finding what we like and what, what kind of the meta we want to play as a team is for the last couple of days of the week. And then really on the days of our games, I mean, like I think last weekend before our slimy salamander scrim on the, on the Saturday, it was like five hours of draft plan, like straight, which was kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then also like another couple hours the next morning before of just draft planning and, and, uh, and actually like, and it paid off. Uh, like we were able to like literally every single pick they, they picked, we, we had planned for and like we were saying, they're going to pick this and they picked it and we picked this. And like we, we got exactly what we wanted and we got, gave them exactly what we knew we were going to give them. Um, so I, th- that paid off. And I think, I think that's one of our, one of our, uh, me and PJ and our, our analysts, like we worked really hard on the, the day before and the day of, of figuring out draft. I think that's kind of just even more strenuous than doing hours of scrimming. Right. Each match that we've gone into, I would definitely say that draft has been our uh, our strongest point in each game. That's something that I really take pride into a lot too. Um, you know, majority of the time, whether it be a competition or a scrim, I feel like our our drafts are really really good. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much our our um, preparation for each week. You know, constant scrims, uh, bot analysis, watching our gameplay um, and what we need to improve on watching VODs of um, enemy teams and seeing what they do and things that we would be able to exploit, um, draft prep, and just any other sort of uh, prep that needs that needs to be done going into the week of BPL, whether that be learning a new hero, learning a new strat, um, adapting a new rotation. Each week um, is kind of the same, but there are different things that arise that we need to focus on if that makes sense yeah yeah so a question that i have maybe switching gears a little bit um we've already kind of mentioned this earlier that you know your uh, team tilt rehab is x misfits um i'm kind of curious how you know how much of a big difference it is going from you know a known org such as misfits to just being you know tilt rehab what kind of impact that has on the players what you know how it affects your guys's team honestly i think it's i think it's a pretty big impact um you know, there are definitely a lot of perks and a lot of pros that, that come with being a contracted player, especially mm-hmm. with an organization of that caliber. And having that opportunity um, be be closed, and that's something that we were no longer able to do um, for this season and uh, this year. I think, if anything, it was it was a challenge that we've had to overcome and we're still trying to overcome just because – we're no longer paid for playing professionally and it's, 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 it's really hard to justify the amount of time that, that it takes for players to be able to play at the top level while now not being compensated for it. And, you know, I'm not saying that we just only care about um, money, you know, because we're definitely passionate. We love to compete, but you know, at the end of the day, yeah, it's 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 hard to um, not 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 make a living off of investing so much time. 
Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, money makes the world go around. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately. But um, overall, uh, our our experience with with Misfits was really really good. I know that that was Ali Peterson's, Malkai's, Sino's. This was this was really everyone's like first tier one org, and it was definitely a learning experience. It's something that we enjoyed a lot. Um, th- I think that's pretty much like the main goal that every one of our uh, players on our roster uh, wanted you know we wanted to be a contractor player we wanted to be a professional we wanted to represent organization and 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 work with them and now that we're free agents and we're looking to be acquired again it's definitely a challenging experience just because we 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 want the opportunity again to represent org yeah yeah, so I mean, you look towards the rest of 2018 and the start of the VPL competitive season, which would be in June. Uh, I'm assuming, like you just kind of mentioned, one of your goals may be to find yourself in a position where uh, you kind of can get paid and you're contracted. You can feel better about spending hours and hours and hours of preparing. Uh, so, what are some of your other goals as a team, as you know, maybe as just as a player for you? Uh, Ali, going into the 2018 season and the VPL season? Um, honestly, I think it would just be amazing to compete in a live event because um, I haven't done that. Archaic has done it, and uh, Sino had done it at the, uh, at the Razor phone event in New York, but no one else on our team has competed at a live event. So I think, honestly, that's, that's my goal is just be able to go out to a live event, whether – it's like a fun event like mobile masters or or uh or an event just like the you know like the regional like playoffs kind of i think i think that would be a really amazing experience and i have no idea how it would affect our team when we're playing together rather than online because most other teams in the in vpl have had the experience and then felt the difference between playing on stage and playing over comms and i i think that'd be really interesting and just i think it'd be awesome just to you know see all of my teammates Mm-hmm. Uh, Allie, we have the same goal, dude. We want to go to a live event as well. So, well, SEMC, if you're listening, <laughs> well, have you guys not been to a live event either? Well, we well, never we went we never went to like an actual competitive when it came to like a summer or spring final. But we went to like the launch event for five v five out in San Francisco, and okay. we actually did get to play a game with like we were on the community side. Crude and I were. We had like Flash was on our team, a Brad from the old Shadow of the Vein, and Chief Pat. And uh, Crude and I actually hold the record of the very first community team to lose to the devs. So we're really proud of yeah. that. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. In our defense, FlashX had a uh, a device issue and was out for like six minutes. So, Oh, come on, Flash. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah so... And yeah. we had we were up against Nivmet, who was like literally knew every broken hero at the time. So he was just playing alpha and running around and destroying us all. So yeah, we're pretty proud of that. For we had Ed the Shred was <laughs> Ed the Shred was literally in our ear saying this is gonna be the first time the devs win. This is gonna be the first time the devs. So we had like all this pressure. <laughs> CEOs right behind us. Yeah, it was a fun time. But live yeah, events are crazy so. when the audience is right there, and it's probably definitely a a different yeah. situation trying to perform in front of people. Yeah, um, that's something that we're really 
wanting to achieve this this year. We definitely want to make a live event. And, you know, looking at the new Las Vegas um, facility of where I believe uh, the NA live events will be held, I think that looks awesome. And just the fact that we would be able to to go to Vegas for a live event, that just makes it even that much more exciting. So that's definitely, you know, in our in our scope. That's, that's where we want to be, um, org or not. Um, we just want to be able to improve get ready for competitive season that way we can start making live events right do you think this scene will get you know more and more healthy going forward when it comes to uh i i don't necessarily put you guys in that same category but there are some teams that are definitely struggling just when it comes to you can tell they haven't had much time together and they are definitely just not as comfortable on the rise in 5v5 because you know at the end of 2017 we definitely saw the v or the the vanglory uh vg8 you know, at a very top tier of everyone on the same level. And do you think as the season goes on this year, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the teams will start getting closer and closer to an even play field? A hundred percent. I think especially as like summer comes in, a lot of the players that like on teams that may be struggling, um, that I think they'll find a, a lot more time to, to be able to play more and catch up and relative to the teams that, are already putting in like a ton of a ton of time, a ton more time than them that are uh, at the top. Um, and I also think that some some teams just have um, have the staff and stuff to be able to learn faster and pick up on other things faster. And when with more time, I think you'll just be able to learn faster um, and catch up. I think five v five will definitely be a lot closer than three v three. I don't think I think there might be still teams that stand out as top teams, but I really think that that it'll be a lot closer than in any other season of like VG8 before. Sweet. Um, let's talk about metas uh, from 3.2 to 3.1 in the switch switch over. Um, you know, Moline obviously being a big hero right now with either, well, most of the time getting banned minus slimy salamanders, letting her, letting her go through twice. Uh, what's your guys' opinion? Uh, let's talk about, uh, ghost swing the, the you know the twenty five percent damage to uh, to objectives. Okay, so uh, I, I, I I'm sorry for interrupting. So no, you're I, good. I just, ghost swing is something that irks me so much with <laughs> right now just because it, it's just it's just very apparent that they're trying to make the game last so much shorter and like Why? it's hard. <laughs> And, and, and it's hard when you want to have like like let's say you're a team and you may not excel at winning early game, but you're good mid game and you just you're phenomenal late game. It's really hard, in my opinion, to start choosing these late game scaling comps with how Ghostwing is right now. You know, it spawns at six minutes, and the fact that in three dot two you have like a twenty five percent damage buff to to all objectives. That right there is just so it's it's so hard to have a late game comp, and then the moment like a, an enemy has a an early game comp and they are able to lock down Ghost Wing, it's just hard to scale up at that point. I I think I think the Ghost Wing is something that definitely needs to um, be nerfed just because it's 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 pretty OP. But uh, in ter- in terms of comps, what do you think, Ali? Well, um, just before we move away from Ghost Wing, I think that. The the non-competitive. I think it's the reason the the buff happened with the damage to structures is is more the non-competitive competitive right. aspect because I know that non like non-competitive games and ranked games are a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Like I think like a, I would consider like a twenty-minute game that's on a longer end of a competitive game. Like seventeen mm-hmm. minutes, but fifteen to seventeen minutes is probably like is a, is probably a good 
uh, competitive game. Like an, an average time of like one team gets ahead and they just hold the lead and then push out the game in a reasonable time. But I know that like ranked games, I mean, you could have a 12K goal lead and it could be, and you could have, your team could be in the lead the whole time, but just because of like communication and such, like your game's 28 minutes long. And I think that's the reason they added that buff to Ghost Wing, but it just makes the already snowball-y uh, competitive scene even more snowball-y. So I think, I think that that's going to be the most interesting thing throughout 5v5 is seeing how they balance the just regular ranked g gameplay to competitive gameplay. Yeah, I mean, especially because, like, Endless and I were talking um, on our, our recap episode for this past week. Like, I would not want to be on that balancing team for SCMC because, you know, like you guys have just said, the the, the lower tiers, the, the, the games, they go 20s. I've, I've been in 30-minute games. Like, it's just throw after throw after throw. But for the professionals, they have it down where – they know what they're doing. And, and once it, it's just such a big snowball, it's a 10, 12 minute game and then it's over. So now with, with this, it's like, man, I'm thinking myself, I'm like, holy cow, we're going to have like eight minute games with, you know, <laughs> yeah. like what's the, what's the point of even having a black law? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it's all about just trying to find that sweet spot. That, yeah. Yeah. That can work between uh, the competitive side and then just the community side. But um, as of right now, I, yeah, it's safe to say I hate Ghost Wing. Yeah. I mean, we can look back at 3v3, and you can pull up some old VODs where the 3v3 map, you know, flares reveal everyone no matter where they are, or just some crazy old stuff that just wasn't right. So I can assume in a, a year from now, or by the end of 2018, the 5v5 like competitive scene is probably going to look a lot different, and we're going to look back to February and March and you know all this time right now and be like, wow, can you believe that's how it was back then? So I think it'll take some time to get it right. <laughs> um so when when you compare 3.1 to 3.2 i think uh, a real important thing to know is you know meta is just something that's that's popular within the community and as for right now from what i've noticed in vpl it it's really seen like it seems to me that each week that goes by there's a new there's a new quote unquote meta that gets discovered to the point that needs to be um done in, in draft and, and in like strats in game. And I think that picks have mostly stayed the same. And I feel like the real drastic change is really uh, the play style right now. And in 3.1, uh, I believe that, you know, a lot of teams, they prioritized mid over um, like, like, a, like a bot or a top side lane. And I think a real distinguishing thing right now between the two updates is is the strat that is going on between just abusing your your bot lane, that side lane, to the point where you can um, control the the ghost ring objective and really try and carry out the game just from getting such a, a gold lead by abusing the side lane. And I mm -hmm. think that's something that really wasn't um, prioritized all that much in three dot one. But in terms of the actual uh, meta picks i feel like that's 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 stayed pretty consistent yeah there have been uh new heroes that have been um coming up more and more and there have been some heroes that have fallen out but i think that the meta has pretty much stayed the same really just in-game play styles have been really the only thing that that have changed drastically in my opinion right real quick what's uh what's your guys opinion on the minion spawning much quicker than what in 3.1 i mean how does that affect the pros as far as like strategy 
Uh, that's something that we're we're still learning and we're trying to adapt to what would be the best thing for that. It's definitely mm-hmm. it's definitely a big change. Um, right now, right now, uh, at, at level one, when when games first started out, it was originally you know teams all go to mid. Uh, maybe you have like one person try and like sneak a rotation for mm-hmm. for an invade or something. But now with the minions coming to lane much faster, you can um, start at the at, at the side lanes and start pushing out that wave before you go to any sort of like engagement as a fight or any or any sort of uh, invade or rotation to to your jungle or the enemy jungle. So right now uh, we're we're thinking that starting out in side lanes and then working your way onto the map is what's needed first but we're still experimenting with it it's 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 definitely right. uh, it's definitely a big change and we got we got we got some ideas about what we need to do is just testing it out you don't want to reveal your secrets on here you can totally do that if you want. <laughs> no no no, no. Can't, can't, can't reveal the strats man can't reveal the strats sorry the listeners i tried <laughs> The secret is five-man turret diving level one. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> cut that out, cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, Allie, if you want to answer this, you don't have to, but if, you, if you're going to get your hands on one captain, who would it be? Are you talking like this captain's the strongest or like, man, I'd love if Pajama put me on this hero and let me play it? Any, it's not going to happen, Allie. Anything, anything that you just okay. love as a well, captain. Okay. I just okay. I love Finn. Okay. So I love to play Finn. Finn's just my favorite favorite captain. Um, but I think he just takes too long to scale, and like your your support. I think my the biggest pet peeve in the game is experience splitting. Where late game, you know, you're a level ten support, your whole team's level twelve, but it still splits experience five ways five ways, even though everyone else is max level, mm-hmm. which keeps supports from hitting like level eleven in like twenty minutes, which is kind of unreasonable so supports like finn are really struggled that need to scale uh same thing with lorelei i love playing support lorelei but i think it's just it takes her a, a little too long to to scale up to get like that level eight and get your three core items to, to really make her like viable um i think she's still i think i think she's both finn and lorelei are definitely playable but it's just i think that's the biggest thing holding them back and uh, they're both really fun to play so yeah, Lorelai's been a hero that's kind of been seen maybe more in EU, but Lorelai's interesting just because, you know, there's a lot of utility involved, but we'll see when's the next hero that, you know, isn't made to be a captain but becomes a captain. Baptiste was one of those in 3v3 or, you know, was a uh, captain, switched back and forth. What what are you going to say, Crude? Well, Hammy's kind of known for playing Lorelai. Well, so right, gonna... but captain I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I think... Lorelai was definitely made to be both a captain and a and a uh, carry. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think she's definitely very viable, very strong uh, CP carry, um, either in any and honestly any of the three lanes right now. Um, but I just think it's a lot harder to play as a support with the with it's hard to scale. Will there be a time in three point two that you guys don't ban Malene, or is it will you know is it still just you need to figure out how to play against it? Anything is anything is possible in terms of draft. Um, anytime that we go into a match, we we honestly remain pretty optimistic about about giving up uh, power picks. Like that's that's something that we're not afraid of. So yeah, it's very possible that we could let Malene go through, or we um, may pick it. But 
it's just um just depends something just just it just, it just depends it depends on the team <laughs> that we burst yeah. it depends on what we discover it just it just depends it's something that's definitely possible all right so maybe one of the last questions here how different has it been playing for you know in the vpl compared to some of the past amateur tournaments and uh, just your experience overall as a team um honestly I feel like I get more worried about playing in like this, like challenges and stuff than actually like, uh, than VPL. Like <laughs> I used to get like kind of pretty shaky and it'd just be like a normal challengers game <laughs> against a, like a team that we should just be able to easily win. But I actually am like, I, I think I, I really don't see a ton of difference. I think I, we definitely play a lot better, um, on, on our training days than, uh, than other days. Um, we're, we're really focused and it's hard because a lot of our, like we're pretty much a, a lot of like, you know, Ark and Esme, like we were never really a team before playing in like this and stuff, but I think it's a really great, like, it's really, really fun. I really like it. Um, I don't really think any of us are really like, wow, we have a thousand people watching us and we're under a lot of pressure. I don't think we, I don't think our team really falls to that. And I think we kind of thrive off of being watched, which is a, uh, which is nice. Right. In all honesty, even though we're competing at a higher level than being in this or like any amateur league, um you you may think that may be more pressure but if anything i feel like this is easier compared to the amateur league just because um in 3v3 this was happening on on weekdays on on school nights it was happening so late into the day to the point where it was hard to manage just just your 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 week and then having to you know play a, a competition so late and you know with with having a team of so many players, you know, it's not always you'll have everyone on the same time zone. And so now for VPL, where it's strictly on weekends, and is that such like an early time that's convenient for each player on a team? That's something that's a real big uh, plus. And that's a, an adjustment that we were so happy to to make just because for this, th there were times where where we, it, it was it was really, really hard to, to make certain series match series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, because I don't I don't know what time zone you guys are in, but like for us, like we're Eastern Standard, and you know some of the matches are going ten eleven o'clock at night. And if right. you know whether you have school or work or whatever the next day earlier in the morning, I you know for for the East Coast because it was is all Pacific. Uh, yeah, definitely made it hard, especially being throughout the week. So East Coast, East Coast gets <laughs> yeah. uh, the the the. the the short end of yeah, the stick. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's rough for us, man. But, but yeah, so overall, I th I think that we enjoy being in VPL much, much more. I think the transition was pretty smooth. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, any other questions from you, Karud? Um, I think I'm good. I, I don't have any other questions right now, honestly. Is there anything else from you two that we haven't talked about that you definitely wanted to touch on? I would keep talking forever, but we are at almost 50 minutes already. So if there's anything else you guys want to talk about? Speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> I think I think I'm I, I think I'm good on my end. Um what about you, Allie? Yeah, I'm 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 satisfied. Allie, anyone you want to Anyone you want to tell to step it up on your team, you know, I mean, you can give them a public shout out here and be like, hey, you know, you're slacking a little bit. Let's pick it up. Oh, no, no, we're no. I, th I think everyone on the team is pulling their weight. I, I don't I love all my teammates. They're all amazing. So, Allie, you're too kind. You're too kind. Dude. 
<laughs> Normally, when Crude and I play together, I just say he sucks and he needs to step it up. But maybe that's, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's and then the, we yell make it a lot more aggressive, but brother you know. mentality. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, well, you know, go on. Uh, you know, just just again, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me um, and Ali on the on the on the podcast. You know, this is something that was really exciting for both of us, just because this was Ali's first podcast, and this is my first podcast with one of my teammates. So it was just a real um, enjoying experience, and it was really really great meeting both of you. Thank you so much for having us on. Yeah, no problem. In the future, we can maybe just cycle through the whole team if we want. I'm totally down for that. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. it's fun talking to the who's the who's quiet, archaic. Is that who it was? You said. Yeah. Archaic, archaic is quiet, but he he is he is silent but deadly. <laughs> he can be our next victim then. But yeah, I mean, we appreciate you guys coming on. We love talking to professional players, coaches, getting other standpoints, viewpoints from you guys. So it's always a pleasure to have you guys and any other professional players on. I'll tell you what, if we're able to uh, turn the preseason around and we're able to end it off winning the last three of our matches, would you guys be able to have a whole team come on for an episode? I mean, it'd be chaotic, but it would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Have you guys ever had a whole team on before? No. We had, I did an interview back in the day with uh, all of Rogue. It was Sibs, Hammy, and Evol, and the coach, um, uh, Adren. And it was, it was honestly just the team sitting there talking smack to each other. (laughs) It was pretty funny. (laughs) Well, if that's something that you guys uh, would be interested in doing, I I think that the team would like that. Um, That's something we can talk about in the future. Yeah. Yeah. We're open to ideas for sure. Sounds like you guys have to win your next three matches. So, <laughs> no hey, it's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Good luck with the rest of the preseason. We're already, uh, you know, at that halfway mark, getting ready to end preseason, going into VPL season one. So, last shout out. Thanks again for coming on. And uh, we'll hopefully talk with you guys soon. All right. Awesome. You guys have a good one. You too. All right. You too. Thanks for tuning in to Time for Rolling. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Time for Rolling and at TFR underscore esports. Until next week for another edition of Time for Rolling.